Welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Old Testament book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. It says, Remember the Sabbath day and treat it as holy. Six days you may work and do all your tasks, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Do not do any work on it, not you, your sons or daughters, your male or female servants, your animals, or the immigrant who is living with you, because the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything that is in them in six days, but rested on the seventh. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. This is the word of God for the people of God. And so, Lord, would you teach us today about how to find a tempo and rhythm to our lives that honors you and honors the people you created us to be. Uh, Bring us in sync, Lord, with the tempo you have created for us, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So as Emily mentioned, uh, we are in a new series, this is week two, of a new sermon series called The Music Metaphor. We're using different aspects of music and all of its varied and various forms uh, to highlight, illustrate, to make us think new ways about who God is and how we can relate to God. So last week we talked about being in tune with God. We talked about harmony and melody and dissonance. We said God is singing over us. That's a passage from Zephaniah. God sings over us joyfully. And we said, what if God is inviting us to sing along? What if life is like singing along with God and adding our voices and that there is within music both parameters, you know, there's a key that we sing in, But also there's varied parts that honor the uniqueness of each individual, whether you sing bass or tenor, whatever it might be. Uh, How do we live within the parameters and experience the freedom of both harmony and melody? Well, today we're going to talk about being in tempo with God. Being in tempo, we're turning to tempo and rhythm. Uh, Tempo and rhythm are metaphors for how we might align our lives with the pattern the pace, the meter, the tempo, the timing that God has for us. Now, if we're going to be honest, most of us would like to adjust God's tempo slightly or maybe majorly. Most of us wish that God would move a little what? Faster, right? You know, according to our time, do it, do it now. God does what God wants to do, right? God moves according to God's timing. Ecclesiastes 3, there is a season for everything and a time for every matter under the heavens. As much as you wish, you could tell God, like, let's pick it up a little bit, pick up the pace. God created the pace. And God created a pace that we need, a pace that's healthy for us and good for us. Life isn't about trying to figure out how to fix God. 
Life is about how we bring our lives in tempo and rhythm with God. So a quick lesson about tempo and rhythm. This might get a little musical, so hopefully this will make sense for you, I hope. Uh, last week we used sort of as a, a base kind of example, uh, Jesus loves me, right? It's page 191 in the United Methodist Hymnal. If we had them, I'd have you pick one, pick one up, but we're not right now. Uh, here's what I want you to notice. This is a quick little music lesson. Notice above and below the line, the words, there are rows, horizontal rows of five lines, right? And there's little symbols on those lines. That's the music. But notice that those horizontal lines are divided by an occasional vertical line. That divides up the music into what we call measures. It's little individual units of, of time. Like we have four weeks in a month or, or 12 months in a year. Little shorter, you know, breakdown of time. But what's really important, notice over there on the left, there's a two over a two. That's the time signature. Now the two on top means that there's two beats in every measure. The number below it is a little more complicated. We're just going to ignore that one, okay? So it's just a simple, there's two beats per measure. One, two, one, two. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, right? That's the tempo. It's pretty simple. It could go a little faster, it could go a little slower, but that's the tempo. Now let's talk about something that might just be a little bit more complicated. If you had a hymnal, I'd have you open it. You don't, so I'm just going to explain it to you. I want you to think about a couple songs we sang recently at Christmas. If we were to open the hymnal to uh, Angels We Have Heard on High, you know that Christmas carol, Angels We Have Heard on High, the number we would see up in the top left corner is a four over a four. That means there's four beats in that, major, that, that song, four beats per measure in that song. Angels we have heard on high, gently singing o'er the plain, right? Four beats per measure, one, two, three, four. Most of the songs we do in here have four beats per measure, and we clap on which beats? That explains something to me. Two and four. If you're never sure, it's two and four. One, two, three, four. So, you know, just clapping along, right? Steady rock beat, right? Yeah, good. Thank you, Pete. Right. That's right. Okay. So angels we even heard on high. Now, on the opposite page in the hymnal is Silent Night. And that number is six over eight. Things get a little complicated here. Six beats per measure. One, two, three, four, five, six. That feels a little different, doesn't it, than four. One, two, three, four, five, six. Silent night. Holy night. Right? It's a little different feel. Most Christmas carols are in six, eight time. One, two, three, four, five, six. By the way, so is a waltz. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, right? Four, four is kind of straightforward. Six is a little more flowy, a little more dancey, right? So these are tempos. They're different tempos. You get the feel? You need to conform to the tempo. If we're singing Silent Night, but I'm trying to do, you know, clap line, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work, right? We need to conform to the tempo for the music to work. Now, rhythm is a little different than tempo. They correspond to each other. Rhythm is about a particular patterns of beats and rest that creates a particular feel or style. Pete, will you give an example? Just any rhythm. Now that's within a 4-4, right? That was just a steady 4-peat, but he created a little rhythm within it. 
Uh, now, we usually think about drums and percussion setting the tempo and the rhythm, but it may happen in other ways. Uh, you ever noticed in, you know, in our traditional service, the conductor is up front with a baton, right? What are they doing with that baton? They're setting and maintaining the tempo. Or you may know sometimes when we have an acoustic guitar up here, the strum pattern kind of works along with the drum beat to create that pattern. Uh, or in rap, the rapper uses the syncopation of their words to create and maintain that pattern, that rhythm. Uh, in polka music, who does it? The tuba, right? The tuba, uh, et cetera. These happen different ways in different kinds of music. I've even been in churches uh, around the world that don't have instruments, uh, or instrumentalist. And so they still sing hymns, but they just do the whole thing with rhythmic clapping, which keeps the tempo and the rhythm going. Now, but it usually is the domain of the drummer, right, Pete? It usually is. So here's some different things that we might just feel rhythm in different ways. Think about the indigenous drumming that's been part of cultures around the world since the beginning of time. Or maybe think about armies going to war. Or maybe if you live in South Florida, something with a little more of a Latin feel. Or maybe something with a rock beat. Right? Or maybe something a little jazzy. Frankie's already moving over there with it, right? That's what, that's what rhythm does. It makes you move, and it makes you move in different ways, depending on what the rhythm is, right? Janet Jackson says we live in a rhythm nation. Gloria Stefan told us the rhythm is going to get you, right? And it just got Frankie. I watched it. Anybody remember DeBarge from the 80s? They said you can feel the rhythm of the night. Or the Jamaican bobsled team famously said, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up, it's bobsled time. And in the great wisdom of Elvis Presley, he says, rhythm is something you either have or you don't. But when you have it, you have it all over, right? <laughs> now, I don't know if Elvis is right, because I think God put rhythm in each one of us. God created a world of tempo and rhythm. The question is, do we have God's rhythm? Or are we trying to live by a different tempo and rhythm? And in the words of Elvis, do we have it all over, right? Now, long before there were ever drums, long before the first cave person picked up a dinosaur bone and started beating on a hollow log, rhythm already existed. Put your hand on your heart for a second. Deep within us, there is an instrument already maintaining a steady beat. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Right? Thump, thump. Thump, thump. It doesn't stop. It just keeps going. Day and night. Now, if we checked you all out right now with a stethoscope and a watch, probably most of your heartbeats are falling somewhere between 60 and 100 beats per minute. That's normal. If you're out of that range, we need to have you checked on, right? Now, if you're super healthy, you might have a heart rate as low as 40 beats a minute if you are in a healthy resting state. I've actually been told that during my sermons, people's heart rates plummet lower than that, but that's a different thing entirely. 
During strenuous activity, our heart rates may go all the way up to 150 beats per minute. That's normal. Or if you drive on I-4, it may go that high. Matthew Fox says, to be in touch with our hearts is to be in touch with the heart of the divine creator. Is this why indigenous peoples around the world put so much faith in the drum as the basic instrument of prayer? Because the drum beat bespeaks the beat of the heart. Not just our human heart, but the heart of the Creator. And so every day, whether we're paying attention to it or not, there's a rhythm already happening. Thump, 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 thump. But on a grander scale, we live on a planet that also is full of patterns. The earth revolves around the sun. How often? 365 days, we go around the sun, right? And that creates our four seasons. And think about how in the pre-industrialized world, the way the seasons dictated everything. Everybody was farmers. The seasons, according to the, rota- you know, the, the, the earth going around the sun, the farmers planted accordingly. There are certain seasons you plant. There are certain seasons you harvest. There are certain seasons you hunt based on hibernation or migratory patterns. There are certain seasons you would expect your flocks to produce young. That's a natural pattern. That's a natural rhythm. And then every day as the earth is working its way around the sun, it also does a full revolution every 24 hours, creating day and night. Think about how not too long ago, day and night created all of our schedules. When we sleep, when we wake, when we work, when we rest, right? When we eat, when you eat, when you wake up, and then you eat again before you go to bed, and you eat in the middle of the day, right? And then every 27 days, as our earth is going around the sun and doing this 24-hour revolution, the moon revolves around us, right? Creating different moon phases, and if you live along the coast, the coast, more importantly, tides, right? Every day, high tide, low tide, high tide, low tide, pattern, pattern. Or just go sit out in nature somewhere. Just go take a moment to clear your head and sit along the beach and hear the steady rhythm of the waves crashing on the shore. Or sit along the stream and hear the steady trickle of water over the rocks or the, or the chirping of birds or the chirping of insects. You begin to realize there's patterns. There's rhythms all around us. Pull a cat up onto your lap. Let it relax and start to purr, right? Natural, steady rhythms that we're immersed in all the time. And by the way, religions of every kind were shaped by these natural patterns. Throughout the history of religion, it has often corresponded to the seasons of the earth. Religious festivals also often were determined by when do we plant and when do we harvest. Pray that God will give us a good season. Thank God for the good harvest. That's the way many religious festivals were created. Think about Advent and Christmas we just had. Why are they in December? To correspond with the shorter days and the longer darkness, the light shining in the darkness. How many people begin and end their days with prayer when they wake up in the morning, when they go to bed at night? Monasteries have developed patterns of worship. One starts in the morning before the sun rises. The last one ends after the sun goes down and interspersed three hours throughout the day. Even Sunday worship is determined by agriculture. Did you know that? The most common time for churches to worship is what time? 11 o'clock. 
That's like the real worship service. You know that, right? I mean, you're not worshiping the real time. 11 is like the real time. You know why 11 became the time churches worship? Because that's how long it took to collect the eggs, milk the cows, hook up the horse to the, the wagon, and get everybody to church. That's a fact. That's why church in America is 11 o'clock. We haven't done that in a long time, and yet still, that seems to be the big thing. And yet, here are all these natural patterns that throughout the history of the world we have responded to and acknowledged there's something spiritual about them. And yet now we live in a day and age where modern technology separates us from those natural rhythms. Electric lighting means we don't have to worry about if it's day or night. We just turn on the light and keep going. Seasons now have very little effect on our lives other than just our preferences. How many of us are farmers? or hunters, or fishers. Most of us do our hunting and grazing at Publix, where it's spring, 24, you know, 365 days a year, right? And all these devices we have in our pockets that we're supposed to make life easier, so we have more time, more freedom to play. What have they done? They filled it in and made our lives crazier and crazier, and more and more and more hectic. feel that way to you? Ruth Haley Barta, we'll come back to that. Ever feel like your heart is racing when it should be relaxed? Do your thoughts ever race? Does it ever feel like you have more tasks than you have hours to do them? Whose fault is that? Ever gotten a speeding ticket or in an accident because you were rushing? Are you ever late to an appointment? Are you ever late to pick up the kids? Do you ever feel frazzled? Do you ever feel stretched too thin? Are you ever tired? Anyone ever not any of those things? Ruth Haley Barton says, Chances are you've grown so accustomed to feeling tired that you have actually accepted it as normal. Now let's be honest. Throughout our lives, we live at different paces. We live at different tempos. There are times that we just have to go harder, right? That just There's a lot to be done. We need to get moving. And there are times we slow down, right? When we get sick, we just are forced to slow down. Life should ebb and flow. The problem is that when our tempos are so fast and frantic that we're totally out of sync with God, we just get too busy too committed, too scattered, and the doctors, the medical profession say it's killing us. That we're living by an unnatural pace, tempo, rhythm. Frankie just mentioned him. Do you remember Animal, right, from the Muppets? He has one style. He doesn't have different rhythms like Pete does. He has one, loud and fast. Every song, loud and fast. Most of us live our lives just like Animal, loud and fast loud and fast, right? Now, this is the really important part of this message. If you haven't, nothing else has made sense to you, if you've been taking a little nap, if your heart rate has dropped to dangerous levels, right? This is the important part, catch back, connect back in, right? When we ignore the natural rhythms and tempos that God has created us to live, it is as detrimental and potentially as disastrous As if one of our musicians this morning has just decided, I'm going to play whatever tempo I want. It would have ruined the music for all of us. 
the wrong tempo, the wrong rhythm in our lives is dangerous. God created you to live by a particular tempo and rhythm. Now, this is important. This is really important. Musical, in music, rhythm is created by combining beats with brief moments of rest and silence. An interesting syncopation rhythm is both what you play and what you don't play. Pete, can you give an example of that? Sometimes he's playing, sometimes he's not playing, right? So as you learn to read music, you have to not only know when to hit the drum, you also need to know when not to hit the drum to make an interesting rhythm. Now, let's go back to Scripture. I read the story about Sabbath earlier. If you go to the very first chapter of the Bible, there's a rhythmic poem about creation in seven days, right? You know that story, right? Six days God created, and on the seventh day, what did God do? So imagine, he rested. So imagine that a measure of God's music is seven beats, right? For six days, God created, and on the seventh day, God rested. One, two, three, four, five, six, rest. One, two, three, four, five, six, rest. One, two, three, four, five, six, rest. That's God's tempo. One, two, three, four, five, six, rest. Feels a little bit like a dance, doesn't it? One, two, three, four, five, six, rest. Most of us live like we're on a march. Just keep plowing forward. God invites us to something else, a dance, something more circular, something more life Giving Exodus twenty eleven because the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything that is in them in six days, but rested on the seventh day. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Right? What is Sabbath? Sabbath. Sabbath biblically is one whole day a week, twenty four hours where we don't work, we lay down our labors, we adopt a different tempo and rhythm, and we honor God, and we restore our souls. Now, we can have Sabbath more often than every seventh day. You can have a little Sabbath all through your day, a moment of mindfulness, a moment of prayer, a moment of just being quiet for a few minutes. We can do that every day. Sometimes we need bigger Sabbaths, like vacations, or pilgrimages, or retreats, or even sabbaticals, right? Think about Jesus for a minute. As Jesus began his public ministry, word got out and crowds started gathering. Anytime somebody would hear he's passing through town, crowds gathered, sometimes multitudes, wanting to hear him teach, wanting to be healed. And have you ever noticed the frequency that Jesus would just slip away? No matter how great the demands, no matter how many people asking for attention, Jesus would just kind of sneak out the back door, go up on the mountain and pray. Because even Jesus knew that his life and his ministry only made sense as he stayed connected to God's tempo and rhythm. And he knew that when he came back down off the mountain, the crowds would still be there. The opportunity, the world would continue whether he was in the midst of the frantic pace or whether he learned to live by God's pace. One, two, three, four, five, six, rest. One, two, three, four, five, six, rest. 
I've recently become uh, familiar with uh, a Zen Buddhist teacher, an author named John Dido Lurie. And he says, every creature on the face of the earth seems to know how to be quiet and still. A butterfly on a leaf, a cat in front of a fireplace, even a hummingbird comes to rest sometime. But humans are constantly on the go. We seem to have lost the ability just to be quiet, to simply be present in the stillness that is the basis of our existence. So this morning I want to ask you, by what or by whose tempo or rhythm are you playing or living your life? Are you living by God's tempos and rhythm or are you forcing your own upon your life? And what about the rests? Are you honoring the rest? God commanded it for a reason. We need it. Are you in sync with God's syncopation? Are you trying to live by your own? Let's pray. So God, I pray in this life, in these days, even with all the demands, even with all the opportunities, even with all the enticements that you would teach us when and how to adjust the rhythms of our life to be healthier, to be more life-giving, to be more realistic, to be more in sync with you. Teach us better tempos and rhythms, O God. Help us to listen for them as they exist within us and all around us. Give us ears to hear them and lives to live them, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.